Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Welcome to the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. It's officially December. It's December. It's the final year of the year of the, the month. It's the final countdown. year of the month. It's the final month of the year. <laughs> I've been tongue tied like that Ooh. today for hey. some reason. Okay, like then. Dysle- what do you call that? <laughs> Dyslexic words? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure I've done it and have it, whatever that was. In this episode, Des and I thought it would be a great idea to talk about the growth that we've had personally throughout the year. So we are going to, we, we chose five things each, mm-hmm. and we could probably talk for an hour and a half, but we picked just five. Mm-hmm. So we're going to tag this back and forth and just talk about this year, coming into the year beforehand, I had told Des. I feel like 2020, it's going to be growth for us. The first first year was goals. Like we just hit goals. In 19, it was just like boom, 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 boom. And we didn't didn't even start collaborating until July of 2019. So we did so much in the last half of the year. It Mm -hmm. was insane. And God was really just kind of preparing my heart for growth coming in. We had no idea what we were in for. And there has been so much growth. And so we wanted to share with you some of the things that we grew from in hopes that you could relate to it and um, be inspired by it. Yeah. And kind of reflect on the growth that you've had in this year. And I'll say, because I've had this conversation with several people, is one of the things that we miss the opportunity to do is reflect. We often are so good at getting one thing done and just moving on, not really celebrating the accomplishment because we're busy. We're just busy people. And... It's a good time to do this because you are recognizing within yourself the strides that you've made, having that that sense of acknowledgement that you you should do because we're evolving people. We are humans who make mistakes and we have to make reflections to understand how we can move forward and be better people in the world and all of the areas of our lives that we touch. And it also helps with setting goals and and things like that. Absolutely. You know, um, I have a girlfriend, Kathy, who would say that she felt like women had cycles of reflection within your month of your monthly cycle, 
like reflection would be the time when you're actually in, you know, during your period where you slow down, you get tired, you just kind of reflect, you kind of take a, a break from doing certain things. And it's, it's um, a time of the month that you have a reflection. And then also seasonally, like you have everything kind of calms down in winter and we kind of go into like a hibernation a little bit. And that's a good time. That was a time of reflection in December and January. And then you have, you know, your vision comes to, you know, the seeds are planted in spring where, you know, you reflect in December and then in, you know, in, in, in winter and then in spring, those, those things start to grow. And then the summer, it's vibrant and going and then fall starts to come back down again and go back into reflection. Interesting. Yeah, pretty analogy. Yeah. So as we go into this, or as we're ending December and going into January, we, um, we're going to take the time to reflect. I love it. I think you should go first. In no particular order. No. <laughs> we just, we really just jumped, jumped in and came and, and, you know, in, in doing this, it was about what just came to your heart. That's, that's what it was for me. And so the first thing that I'm going to share is really, really difficult for me. Uh, and it's letting go of relationships. You pick the hardest one first. Yeah. Just rip the bandaid. Let's do this one first. The bandaid off. And the reason I say it's difficult for me is because uh, as a person who is an empath and relationship oriented and has a tendency, which I've worked on as a part of my growth this year to people please and want to accommodate and make others feel heard and all of those things, you it's easy to accept sometimes less than what fuels you. And or propels you, elevates you, uh, gives you the kind of energy bursts and development that you need for where you're at in life. And so letting go of a few important relationships, you know, and I, I completely value everything that they brought to my life. I would, I would not change a thing is just the season that I arrived to for being able to create peace and um, space for healthy relationships and the type of place that I needed to be. Uh, I just, I needed to do that. And it was really difficult, but I know that was hard for you. You know, I think, you know, as, as coaches, we come here and we, and we coach you weekly and we have clients that we coach personally. And, and sometimes we take, backseat to that for ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Des and I never have claimed to be perfect. Um, We've always talked about how this is a journey for us in growth. And, and, you know, when, when there's the right time to do the right thing, we, we do the right thing, just like when there's a time for you to do the right thing, you do the right thing. And before it's that time is before that time. And this was a time for you. Um, It was a kind of a buildup. You realize that that value was not in your life like it used to be. And, and it's a good time to kind of reflect on that. Do you have any relationships yourself that, that are not adding value to your life? 
And would your life improve by maybe putting that relationship in a different part of your house if mm-hmm. you were the house, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. the people that you lit in closer in, in your bedroom. And then you have some people that you have in the dining room and some people that are backyard friends and some people that are front porch friends. And some people should just not even be on the same block. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, you know, you got real with yourself and... And well, it wasn't that you weren't real. You just had yeah. to be, it had to be right. It had to be right. And it was a matter of uh, sometimes you, as you assess patterns and behavior and energy that you're exerting and, uh, and when things are one, one-sided or, you know, don't feel reciprocal, um, those are all things that are felt. And I think it's when you are by yourself and have the time to think that's when you're left with that that feeling of oh why isn't that a good feeling after that interaction you know things like that Uh, this is this was definitely a huge um uh, time of growth for des because she gives and gives and gives and gives and i i i know that um she just she's She's not a mom, but she acts like one in life (laughs) as far as I mean, that's a pretty common mom trait, you know, put everybody first and oh, yeah, then whatever's left over for me, which is nothing. Right. Then I'll take my time and and um, it making room Mm -hmm. in your life allowed other relationships to come in yeah. that have been nurturing and and filling you up yeah. for a change. Yeah, it's it's and that and that's you know, that's the thing where the universe serves you. You know, when you when you have belief for what it is that you desire, if you believe it, the universe serves it up. And, and for me, it was, it was a complete universal alignment where I knew what was draining me. I knew what I needed and relationships emerged that were unexpected. And it all just kind of in time played itself out where you saw the difference between what somebody filling you up versus depleting you was truly like when you have that that comparison and it's very different. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So hard but growth. That's yeah. that's you know, yeah. sometimes pain is is growth. So number one for you yeah. was letting go of of relationships. Of relationships. Whew. What about you? Well the first one that I wrote down was I experienced growth on how to navigate relationships during the whole COVID pandemic Mm. and shelter in place. Which has basically been on the majority Mm. of the year. Majority of the year. I think that 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 when you when you take away distractions, which we had distractions taken away from us, we were sheltered in place, which meant that there were no shelter. Um, social gatherings there, you know, there were a lot of things that were taken away from us, which are a lot of noise in your life. And then you're left, like you said, to yourself 
to quiet your quiet mm-hmm. in your own thoughts. <laughs> it's a scary <laughs> with place that, with that other person, you know. So all of a sudden, you know, there's my family and there's you know my man and. In the, in the beginning, it was it was really a struggle with him trying to. It's it's interesting how I I was really focusing on a lot of the negative, and and just you know it just <laughs> would get on your nerves easier because there's no other. There's no other distractions. There's no other noise. It's just the two of us all the time. And and um, and so to get around that, you know, recognizing it was was a part of of, of growth for me. Um, and then the other part was not only recognizing it, but it was taking action, just like you. Like you had your moment of reflection, mm-hmm. and then you had to make that action to let go of those relationships. For me, um, the action that I took was being able to um, like reflect on all the good in him. And um, like with, with Wes and I wrote down very easily a hundred things that I loved about him. And it put, you know, when you live in gratitude, you don't have bitterness. You don't have resentment. You don't have expectations. When you live in gratitude and you and you focus on that gratitude, all of a sudden you just feel so fulfilled because it's a focus. And so I my growth was in learning how to personally shift that um, to gratitude and be able to help navigate you know, the relationship in a time when everything slowed down. Now it's just the two of us. I think that women face this a lot with empty nesting. Mm, yeah. You hear about that. That's their COVID. No, oh. <laughs> the kids leave and now, oh, who are you? Who's this guy on the couch? You know, you, you have to kind of learn how to navigate that. And this was sort of the same kind of situation where it was like, okay, there's nothing else going on. It's just you and me. Do I like you? Yeah, I do. I actually really like you. And that's that's a really great reflection because I think so many people can relate to you in terms of that being with a person, their significant other, in a different way because previously, in many cases, not necessarily all cases, people were going to different jobs and not seeing each other to the same level that I think many people are now because you are sheltering in place or you have restrictions, limitations, and you're so just naturally you have more time and then that pushes you to evaluate things that you didn't get to because it's just a completely different environment yep. that you're in. Yeah. What's your number two? My number two is therapy. So this is one where we we love therapy, right? We've Therapy's talked, awesome. We've talked about this before in terms of uh, you know we had we had Theo Cummings on, we've had uh, Doctor Michelle, Michelle Muggy mm-hmm. on, and uh, 
it's it's one of those areas that I would encourage people to embrace because it's it really is a demonstration of maturity and awareness that a third party can help you see things in a different lens because when you're in it, the way that you look at it is not the same as somebody who doesn't have skin in the game that is an outsider looking in. A whole in. different perspective. A whole mm-hmm. different perspective, you know, a little bit different than coaching like what we do because some of it when you're doing therapy is kind of assessing your patterns and having to go a little bit back and how you manage different things like relationships. But I think um, it's funny because I'm listening to the first couple of ones that we've done and there's this theme about relationships. <laughs> so we've grown quite a bit in that area. Um, and it makes sense. You know, if we kind of look at the climate, the environment we're in, the time, it's a natural thing for us to focus on relationships right? during this <laughs> 2020. So um, hopefully you all can can relate to that. But this is in the spirit of nurturing them and making them healthier. So I felt like therapy for me in the earlier part of the year was uh, really beneficial. I feel like we're we're noticing a trend here. Reflection mm-hmm. plus action yeah. equals growth. Like yeah. you had your reflection time on the relationships. Your action was saying, okay, that they need to go. And then there's growth, right? My reflection was, oh, this is, you know, I'm struggling with this. My action was, you know, write down things of, of gratitude and then the result was growth. Absolutely. It's awesome. My next one would be learning that I need to take care of myself, which is also very interesting. Just like we were saying, you know, you need that outside perspective. Here we are, you know, we we talk about taking care of yourself, self-care, self-care in therapy, self-care in, you know, sleep, exercise, eating right, all of those things, right? All of the above. All of the above. And an area that I grew in was the moment that I had, um, you know, and Wes, once again, the outsider, you know, Mm. can kind of give you a different perspective because you're in it and you can't see it. Wes pulled back from the dinner table one day and said, you used to have so much grace for me. And it just hit me. It was like, Holy Spirit just said, yeah, when was the last time you've been to church? That's something that fills me up. That fills my tank. Being with God and learning about him and hearing the good word and, and worshiping and everything that's good with that was eliminated during the pandemic. Yeah. Now, it wasn't totally eliminated. I could have been going on, you know, going online. But getting out of that habit, it just, life was just so different, you know, so many different things as far as self growth looked different, used to be able to go to the gym. Okay, there's no gym. Okay, what are we going to do? Okay, we're going to do Lena's workout. Okay, then what are we going to do? What if that doesn't work during my Zoom call? Okay, how am I going to make that happen? Because we don't have the flexibility of being able to go to a gym 24 hours a day or whatever. And and then there's, 
learning how to <laughs> cook different because you can't go out to dinner. I mean, there were just so many different ways of learning how to take care of yourself. Yeah. And people were gaining weight because they're home snacking on things instead yeah. of being at work. You know, you could be home and eat all day long on your Zoom calls in between, yeah. which is not necessarily good self-care. Not strategizing those in those ways, right? So having the reflection of, okay, I'm starting to gain weight, I'm not exercising, and then the action would be, okay, what do we need to do? We got to do the Zoom call. Okay, we're going to look, that's going to look different. Okay, the eating food around the house is not a really good thing for my self-care, so don't, what's the action? Don't bring it in the house. We'll start being more accountable to what we're eating. And then with church, I had to learn. Wes was like, you know, you used to do a devotion every day. It was the first thing I did every day because I was driving the kids to school. We got them up. We did our devotion. That's what we did. Got out of that routine. That reflection was like, okay, I need to take action. I need to put that back into my life in another way so I can fill myself up with that so that it splashes out. I think a lot of people stop listening to podcasts because they're not driving to work. Yeah. So many people, we've heard so many people say that they, you know, this, this time took that habit away. People are working from home. So they're, they don't have that habit of doing that. Yeah. And you can get stuck in a rut. I was, it's funny. I was listening to a podcast the other day. It was Rob Dial. Dale, Dale, and he was uh, talking about how to not have a crappy morning. And, and part of that is, is the time that you give to yourself. So instead of waking up and immediately going to the computer, because we can, we, many of us have that option, you work from home, is to intentionally not do that. Do whatever routine it is, even if it's just giving yourself 30 minutes, it doesn't have to be much. But if that, if that entails for you exercise, having breakfast on, you know, on your balcony, just to have a quiet moment or to do whatever that, that self-care is your for you. Your affirmations. Yeah. Yes. Is yes. to, is to take that time because we, you know, if it is to wake up a little earlier to listen to a podcast or while you're getting ready before you, you know, jump on your zoom calls or whatever, it's like, don't, don't rob yourself of that. Don't rob yourself of the opportunity to, like you said, fill yourself up. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I notice a big difference when I get a workout in and then I start my day or I just start my day. Oh, it's just so much better. Right. When oh. you just don't do it. And I'll tell you good. what, it's 33 degrees when I'm out there now. And I, I tell you, we have pivoted and pivoted and pivoted with this whole exercise thing. For a while, we were walking and then we would do the Zoom call. But then I wanted to start the day earlier because the Zoom calls were was later. And, and so then that looked like now I do a boot camp and it's cold. Yeah. I don't like to every day. I, somebody said to me, I don't know how you have the energy. I don't. You just flip and do it. Yeah. You just go and you just do it. Exactly. And you get it done. Get it done. So that would be number two, learning that I need to take care of myself. That's awesome. You have a voice and a message, but it can be hard to raise your voice above the noise. So how do you reach your audience and inspire them to take action? How do you increase your influence, grow your network and drive engagement? 
podcasting is a powerful way to build a connection with your audience and turn that crowd into a community. But where do you start? Rockwood Audio works with entrepreneurs and businesses to design and craft high quality, smart content that fits your brand like a glove. Rockwood's podcast launch package includes one-to-one coaching and development, strategic and technical support, audio and visual branding, broadcast quality editing and production, and even distribution and setup. They'll get you from idea to iTunes in half the time with a great sounding show that your audience will love. They even wrote the theme music for this show. And Rockwood's subscription editing, production and publishing services takes away the hassle so you can focus on what's important. For a free consultation, go to rockwoodaudio.com. That's R-O-K-K-Wood.com. Rockwood Audio. Brand out loud. The world is listening. All right. My number three is really exciting because it's about us. Blissful Fortitude. Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. One of my podcast. favorite subjects, us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's really, you know, when you start a business, for any of you who are entrepreneurs, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, you, you have a vision in your mind. We certainly did about a certain level of acceleration and how we were going to do things. And you, when you get into it, you realize that sometimes you have to slow down to speed up, meaning it's more valuable to put thought behind things, even if it's going to take a little longer, if it's going to look a little different, because the dividends that get paid, the return on investment that happens later is worth the time that you take to do things right and not rushed. Yes. So, Uh, you know, okay, well, I'm gonna have to piggyback on that because that was number four for me yeah so i'll just i'll just piggyback on that i'll make that number three yeah um patience with business growth because we started on fire and wanted everything done yesterday when we first started but this we've learned Mm -hmm. in addition to things going through their own course and taking longer happened for us we we recorded a course and you know i was just really obsessing about the quality of it and everything we spent the money but it wasn't right yeah and so we're like okay hold on a second and then because mm-hmm. of that right we found Ava Media Productions, and we're so excited about that, and we're going in a little different direction, and we feel really, really good about that. And it it feels so great. I've learned that, you know, just to be patient, this is, this, we're here for you guys for the long haul. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a lifestyle for us. It's who we are. And to just be in the moment and be patient with that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I mean, it's, I, it's unbelievable when I reflect because we, we celebrated recently. That's another win and excitement is 50 episodes, you know, and, and I, and in reflecting on that, we have interviewed some just incredible people who continue to make me think about growth because of the things they're doing. You know, I, I look at all those people who are, were fortunate enough to be friends with and, 
it's like, whoa, Yvette Gomez opening up another business during COVID, mm-hmm. like, what? That's freaking awesome. I know. You know, I, know. I mean, there, and there's many examples like that. So it's the growth because the platform that we've created allow us to tap into and learn from other relationships that we've built throughout yes, the year. And that just you know. continue to inspire us. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Okay, so... We both did three. Yeah. So, now so why don't you do four? Number four. Okay. So this one is board of directors. So we talked about that in, a, in an episode a little while back, a couple episodes back about building your board of directors. And it made me think about evaluating, which I think is a good thing to do at least once a year, if not more than that, is who, you know, who are your board of directors? Is there an empty seat? Or is there somebody that you need to add? You know, maybe you need an additional mentor or a coach or, you know, whatever that might look like. And for me, you know, our tribe is a great a great example is just looking to our tribe more that is part of our board of directors you know an extension and then just in and just having balance in different areas your personal life your professional life and um, making sure that you're always having different perspectives so you don't limit your own mindset by getting stuck in one way of thinking is like huh you expand your Which network. is also a common theme. Yeah. That there are things that we were doing. Yeah. That we needed that outside, mm. you, you know, influence or perspective to come in to bring that, you know, awareness to us so that we could actually do something about it. Right? Exactly. Yep. So that was my. That was my so evaluating thing. your board of directors. So, so what did you do different with that? Did you, did you, in, in reflecting on that, did you find that you, there were some empty seats? And I think for me, it was kind of refreshing some of the seats because sometimes you kind of have a long time people in certain positions, which they're great because they're, you know that you always value them as an advisor in your life, but sometimes you need a, a fresh perspective. So one, one example of what I did at my firm is to reach out to new people in other parts of the business and say, hey, you know, here's what I'm working on. Here are ways that I want to grow. I know you have experience doing this in all kinds of different ways. What if we, going into 2021, just have a quarterly touch point, mm-hmm. just a way for me to take a step back every couple months, share some things and get get some insights from, you know, people who can... Um, again, it's that, you know, when someone's not emotionally attached to everything, they can look in and give you insights that you, you might be surprised about. So sometimes it's just like that. It doesn't have to be someone that you have access to every single day. Although some, we do need those too, <laughs> like right. Jean Marie, you know, you need access to her all the time to say all the random things that are floating through my mind. But then, you know, sometimes you need other people in your network that are, you know, elevated thinkers and, in different areas. you know, the yeah. dreamers, yes. the, the people that have really big things going on that you're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, so... because I mean, we talk about this a lot that, you know, you not any one person should be your everything. Yeah. Right. You need that village. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because you're not you going to grow that, you know, that boardroom. Yeah, you you're, know? Not, you're not going to grow yeah. if you keep on, you know. Yeah. Just having yeah, just that one person, that one person. Mm-hmm. They're great. But then there's stagnation yeah. there because it limits your 
your, you know, your ability to take in other other for sure. insights. For sure. And, and in different seasons of your life, things change like that, too. I know for me, the tribe that I had, you know, when Kimmy and Annalise and Simone were little is a lot different than when CNN and Lissette were, were little and Brielle and Elise. Like, I'm getting older, I'm getting in different stages of my life. And, and that that board shifts, you know, and, yeah. and people move to different areas and your life just kind of changes. And I think those seats do open up and fill up yeah. and pull yeah. up another seat next That's to That's right. You got yeah, mm-hmm. to switch up those VIP passes, you know? Yeah. You gotta, spread the love. I yeah. gotta spread it out. <laughs> <laughs> What's your new number four? My new number four would be strategies in relationships. So mm. um, kind of piggybacking off of learning how to navigate the relationships, but um, specifically um, I've had growth with my kids this year, mm-hmm. a lot of growth with my kids and, you know, going through, you know, they're grieving and this is also a journey. I've got eight of them. So everybody's in a different place with me. Um, that's a lot of growth, <laughs> eight growth. different growth strategies, a lot oh my of different gosh. personalities, that's more than a company has. So the next test we're going to have to do is the Enneagram. Ooh. No, have you done it? Yeah. You've done it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know all of the things. My kids, all they're like, oh, she's a two. Oh, she's a five. She must be a this with a that and the blah, 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 blah. I, I took it. I can't remember what number I am. You're seven, I think. Probably you would know. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that long test that you wanted me to take. Yeah. Now, great. I could, so I got the test and everything. What I would love to do is do like a study because every every different personality needs things different ways. For instance, my Monique has to have her quiet time. She has to have that. Like you can tell when she's had too much of too many people and she's done. She's done. I'm done. I got to get out. Mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, my Simone, who's like, what are we going to do next, guys? Let's go here. You know, she's always like rallying everybody to do things. She would never, ever have a time. She's like me. She'd never have a time where she'd have to have that. So with that said, all these different personalities All of them all grieving in different ways, all of them going through a different process, all were with me coming into the relationship because, you know, Wes and I started dating. It's been a year now, but we started in October. So it was a brand new relationship. So pretty much the year of 2020 has been the majority of our relationship. And through this year, they're all adjusting to it differently. And so with that, a strategy that has been instrumental in our success has been communication. So reflecting on how every every one of my children have a different personality. Every one of them are in a different place. Every one of them wants and needs different things. The action that I could take for the growth would be communication. So and how you communicate? Is that one of the things that you adjusted? How I communicate, make sure that I'm actually doing it. Mm-hmm. That's probably the biggest. Just yeah. talk to them, ask them, you know, start start that dialogue. And I'm very thankful for Wes because 
He's a huge communicator. Like you cannot over communicate with him enough. He just loves the more information I give him, the better. And for the for the most part, I do that. When I don't do that, he's out of whack. He, it's not it's it, it's he just likes to be in the know. Mm-hmm. So with that, he would implement, well, we all need to sit down. We need to talk. And my kids just really appreciated that, that we would say, okay, we're going to have a talk. We're moving into another season. This is where we're at in our relationship. This is what we're going to do. What's been one of the most exciting outcomes as a result of something you did differently with communicating with any of your kids? Well, I'd have to say for my birthday, the most exciting outcome was the fruit of the effort that I've put in to the relationship started coming out with how they were expressing it on my birthday. Um, honestly, for my birthday, all I would just really love or Christmas, we we have this like spreadsheet that everybody writes what they well, want you on need it, and it with that many people, right? Hello, I would love to just put on the one thing and just like you know, just acknowledge me on Facebook like or you know what I mean or or like send me a letter or you know or whatever like something that wouldn't even cost anything to just as a mom of so many with so much going on I've I've felt a lot like I wasn't enough it's Mm. something that you know you you battle with especially when you have eight yeah. Have enough time with everybody. Did I talk to everybody enough? Did they have enough? Did they have enough stuff? You know, did they get enough of the things? Did they get to do enough of the sports? Did they did blah 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 blah? Which we, they all had very little of all of those things I just mentioned. Yeah, which makes you feel like okay, somebody who has two kids can really fill their kids up in that way. Where physically, financially, everything like I just don't have it to give to eight, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and so being, you know, they, the fruit of the communication for healing in our relationship was that they acknowledged me like they've never done in a while, because that's really special. It's been it's been rough going through. Um, you know, the transition of losing their dad and everything. So that, that to answer your question, that was the most exciting thing that has come out of the communication. I think they just, they want to know that they're loved. They want to, they want to feel secure. Talking to them about that, I think, helped them with that. I love that. And, um, and so, yeah. That's fantastic. I love that one. It's a huge one. Okay, my last one. It is how I developed during COVID, meaning what the mechanisms. Okay, when you're, let me take a step back and say, when you're an extrovert, the way that you fill yourself up, one of them is how you engage with people. And when you do that in person, it just fills you up and lights you on fire. So if you remember, Jean Marie and I have talked about going to the summit of greatness, the, the people we met, the relationships we've built, the bonds, the all, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for that, we might not be sitting here doing this podcast episode with you. So in 2020, 
all of those kinds of things took a pivot. We did the Summit of Greatness, which was still awesome. It was virtual. And there were uh, other examples of it, of events like that. Like one of my goals this year was going to these different events. And I had some skepticism and concern of how that was going to look when you can get on a plane and go anywhere. But I didn't let that stop me. And I did Rachel Hollis and I did Tony Robbins and we did Lewis House. So uh, we, we did quite a bit. And, and we just said, you know, sometimes you pivot and you don't let it stop you from achieving a goal. And would we prefer to be sitting next to someone and having a meal and getting to know them because that's part of the journey is the informal. That's the stuff that I love the most. I mean, all the formal stuff is great, you know, having a structured agenda and learning, but it's the off the the cuff things, you know, meeting someone in a line, dancing with them on the dance floor. Like those are the moments where you start building the bond. So we really miss that, but we capitalized a lot on everything that we could. And and it's a classic example of, okay, perfection would be being able to go there, but we still did progress. Yes. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't what everything that we want. Something's better than nothing when it it comes to that. And to just go, okay, well, we We could have chosen Netflix on all of those days when we committed to, you know, it's like, well, you know, no, we made the background (laughs) and some of them we came together with and watched and some we did during the photo shoots. And (laughs) Tony Robbins friends, how okay, are right. you? We're doing a photo shoot. Why are you guys dressed like models? I know. <laughs> oh, wow. you know, what? What's going on over there? Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah. I mean, it was that was a big reflection. It's like, hey, when you want to do it, you can make it happen. Yeah, you make it happen. My last thing is um, was my New Year's resolution that Ooh. made it all the way through to the end of the year, which was... I purposed in my heart to not to to go deeper with conversations and specifically with strangers. So one of the things that I decided to do was not to talk about the weather. I decided in 2019 on New Year's Eve, my New Year's resolution was going to be, you know what? I'm just not going to talk about the weather anymore. And it was hard. Going to the grocery store was the hardest time. I would go to the grocery store and it we, you're just so inclined to say, oh, I want to so bad say, oh, it's so nice out. It's a beautiful day. Oh, whatever, you know. Oh, we're expecting rain. You know, you don't know what to do. So so it was a challenge, right? That I remember a challenge. This, this one time Ooh. Wes and I were at the uh, check stand and this woman was ringing us up. And she said, um, I said, how's your day going? So that's why I would say, instead of the talk about the weather, I would say, how's your day going? And then she goes, oh, well, you know, it's good. You know, I started in, you know, whatever, you know, and telling me about, Got you know, about her day. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she, so she returned the question and said, how's your day going? And I said, my day is amazing. Are you kidding me? I'm standing here next to this sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> and and she just, and he, everybody that w- was in this check stand, because I was very animated about it, everybody in the check stand started laughing. And and Wes just kind of rolls his eyes like there she Probably goes. Probably turned there red as a cherry. <laughs> goes again. It, stop, don't stop. 
right? And and so uh, so the check so the the checker says, "Oh my gosh, that is a that is great." She goes, "I'm you know." I'm doing really good now. That just, you guys just made my day. And we just kept just, it, it you know. It built off when of it, you, the energy. When you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you break rapport. Yeah. I love breaking rapport with people. They don't, they don't expect it. It's like, how are you? I'm just good. Oh, blah, I blah, blah, blah. love it too. Yeah. It, 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 you, I love it. You just it. throw them off. How, how are you doing today? Well, I would what always you do, say, you, you, I decided amazing. Yeah, you break that, you know that face when someone is doing the the check stand, and it's that contain because it's just a line. Doing the check stand. Doing the che- yeah. Do the check stand. Do the check stand. Now you guys are gonna think of that next time. Don't do the check stand. Yeah. Ask them how their day is. Exactly. You're gonna enjoy your experience at the store so much more. But it's it's this very repetitive thing. How are you doing? Do you want paper or plastic? Blah blah blah. Now you come in and change the game when. When you have a conversation that's different because you actually care, it can change someone's day. 100%. 100%. And it was such a great thing to do. I love it. I love doing it. I love doing it. I do it. Wes is used to it. I do it everywhere I go. And I can't even tell you, like, there's this woman that I've been talking to recently that we struck up a conversation with at a restaurant in Roseville. (laughs) For Thanksgiving, she was there with her boyfriend and we struck up a conversation. Turns out she lives in the same town as Wes and we have all this stuff in common. She's like, I've been listening to your podcast and yeah. And then we're like, oh, when can we get together? And that's awesome. And we're sending each other devotions. And if I would have just been blah, blah, blah. Actually, Wes was the one that kind of struck up the conversation on that, but they were reacting to my order which i can't talk about (laughs) (laughs) anyhow um what i had ordered for dinner and they were making me up anyhow so so yeah being you know breaking rapport and and just being friendly it's it's amazing people are wonderful everywhere there there really is you know, so, you, you know, it's 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 a weird time with the COVID and all of that. It is. But change the game. Yep. Don't don't let it, you know, don't let it control you. You yes. control you and yes. you control your attitude. Yes. So that's I feel I feel up. like this whole episode has been a gratitude attitude. Yes. So I think that <laughs> that we'll we'll give you we've done enough talking about ourselves and and all the great things that that we've learned and all the growth that we've had. What is your gratitude attitude? What are you thankful for today? Tell somebody what you're grateful for. Say it out loud. Think about it. Marinate in it. Meditate on it. Yes, absolutely. And we are grateful for Rockwood Audio and Ava Media Productions. 100%. And our tribe, the people that make it all happen because without all of those folks, we wouldn't have the, the energy, the enthusiasm, the ideas and the technology and all the things and all the things to do it all right. So right. we're very we're grateful. Very thankful for that. Well, that concludes another episode of Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. Yeah. May your faith be greater than your fears. And remember, you are your only limit. So take action today. 
Thanks for listening to to the the Bliss Beyond Fear podcast. podcast.